Hi everyone and welcome to a new season of Tales from a Very Minor Celebrity. Yes, I'm back and this time I'll be delving into my celebrity archive and looking back at some of my favourite interviews from my career in radio and TV. Now, to be included as a favourite, they can either be because the person is really nice, it was a particularly funny interview or just very interesting or even controversial for some reason or another. And I hope you'll like them as much as I did recording them. For this first one, you'll hear a chat I had with everyone's favourite globetrotter, Michael Palin. And I think you'll agree that he slots very nicely into the everyone likes category. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say a bad thing about him. I spoke to him back in 2004 about his latest series, Himalaya, which recorded his six-month trip around the famous mountain range. The trip covered 4,800 kilometres, that's around 3,000 miles, but it involved a lot of vertical travelling, including several treks into the mountains. The highest point reached by Palin was Everest Base Camp at 5,300 metres, that's around 17,500 feet. He admitted that although he'd done fairly arduous journeys before, Himalaya had its own particular difficulties. Most of the journeys I've done have had a real element of uh, a physical challenge to them. Uh, pole to pole, I suppose, full circle around the Pacific, which was just uh, such a long, long journey, uh, 10 months of the year. Yeah. But this one had particular problems. I think really that uh, almost all of it was going to be uh, fairly inhospitable. You're going to be working at altitude a lot of the time. And, you know, the Sahara was flat, but it was warm. The, uh, the Himalayas... Are, are rugged and high, but also the air is much thinner as you go up there. Mm. So just movement is more difficult. You get headaches. You don't sleep as well. You don't. Uh, your appetite goes. And if you're doing something as physically involving as filming all the time, it does take a toll on, on myself and and on the crew. In fact, uh, one of our, our crew members, our, our wonderful sound recordist, John Pritchard, uh, got pulmonary edema, which is for water on the lung and sure. uh, on the Everest section, had to go to hospital in Tibet and be flown back home. So, you know, we we're all aware that this was actually a tough one and it got tougher as we went on. Mm. You weren't very well yeah. either, were you? No, I, I had a particularly nasty experience on the Annapurna Trail, which is um, it's quite a well-recognised well trek and it's not that that dangerous um but it's it's steep and you go from about seven thousand to to nearly fourteen thousand feet and on about the second day of a four or five day trek i got this really bad cold and cough and uh awful sore throat it was like having some knives stuck down my throat it was just so unpleasant and yet we had to keep going up and so there's actually less oxygen your lungs were getting more compressed as you went up Mm. so you know it was rather like being ill and being hit on the head with a brick at the same time it's all recorded on camera rather sadly because i see me try to do pieces to camera and explain the beauty of the mountains and just ending up with a almost terminal cough um, and that that was a very low point, and it's about the sickest I've got on any of the journeys. And at one time, I really thought, you know, I actually the time has come for me to say no. I'm I'm too old for this. I shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. But I don't know, the sun came out, the mountains looked wonderful, and I yeah. carried on. 
fantastic. Ball racing, I think, was, is also featured in the first programme. Yes, yes, quite a sporty first programme. Uh, it's Pakistan. I, I mean, they're, they're, they're terribly interested in sport in Pakistan of all kinds. I mean, they play cricket anywhere. We even found some boys playing cricket at about sort of 12,000 feet halfway up a mountain with, with fielders all over the place, you know, and the ball would go down about 12,000 12, feet and someone would take a catch. Yeah, brilliant. But... Uh, then there are some sports which they make up themselves, and one was this this bull racing in um, in, in Pakistan, where uh, it's sort of a festival at the end of the harvest. They yoke these two bulls together, and they put a, a, a sort of reins on them, and the reins are attached to a small metal disc, sort of about the size of a tea tray. And a man leaps onto this disc, and off go the bulls, and it's a 600-yard course, and he has to try and stay on this tray, bouncing, <laughs> surfing across the field. And also um, street dentists, um, which could solve a few problems over here. Yes, it's just a different kind of uh, way of approaching dentistry. <laughs> the streets of Peshawar, which is the big city um, on the on the northwest frontier. And there is, we came across this street, which is full of dentists, all advertised with these great big, sort of gleamy white teeth painted <laughs> above the shop. And so I went into one, and I've had quite a few things done to my mouth over the years. And, and you know, my, my mouth is a wonderland of bridges and gaps, and <laughs> it's like Disneyland in there. So we just thought we'd get the local man to see, um, just check it out. And, you know, normally he expects someone at least to sort of put a glove on or whatever, but yeah. he just opened my mouth, stuck <laughs> two fingers like tree trunks in there and pulled away. And I thought, my God, you know, any second day into the series, I'm going to lose my teeth. So I sort of, uh, I, I deferred from having any further treatment. But he said that they weren't, I wasn't cleaning properly and I was shouldn't use toothpaste. I should use a stick and my fingers. You do get stuck in, you do have a go. And you're not afraid mm. of trying um, foods, you know, the, the traditional foods of some of these countries. Did did you come across anything that was slightly unusual? Well, I mean, anything to do with yak in my book is unusual. <laughs> and uh, so yak buttock, uh, little sort of snack uh, at lunchtime, it was a bit odd. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it depends how it's cooked and they look yeah. after it very well. And they, they, the, what they do love uh, above all is, um, is butter tea. And that's a very salty tea with a lump of butter in it. And it's just... Everything uh, that that sort of revolts one's tastes, really, uh, and only because we're not familiar with it. Yeah. Um, and it took me an awful long time to get used to that. And everywhere we went, Michael, now you go and sit there and, and talk to the yak herder about it. <laughs> the first thing they do is brew up a nice little huge pot of yak butter tea. More butter in your tea, and uh, I'd have to drink this um, because you have to. And have yes. you ever have you ever been offered a trip that you refused? Yes, yes, I was offered after. Uh, I think it was after pole to pole. I was asked if I wanted to go be blasted off into space and do a program <laughs> uh, from space. And it was quite serious. It was after the collapse of the Soviet Union. They had a lot of old spacecraft, Vostok spacecraft. And there was some company, kind of Wizzo tours, thought they'd get one. And I would be the first person to go up there. And people would look and they'd say, if Michael Palin's done it, I want to go there too. And for some reason, I, it took me about one and a half nanoseconds to say no <laughs> but it, now richard branson's yeah. doing it for real well exactly but, yes you know so maybe i missed the opportunity the wonderful michael palin incidentally if you haven't already checked out his latest travel series michael palin in iraq which was aired in the UK on 5, you'll be able to catch up with it via the My5 app. And I can highly recommend it. 
It's a fascinating look around one of the most dangerous countries in the world, an epic 1,000-mile odyssey following the course of the mighty Tigris River from its source in eastern Turkey through Iraq to the Persian Gulf. Now, next week, you'll hear an interview I did with Ruby Wax. She was actually on to promote the joys of duty-free shopping at airports, but it was still a very enjoyable chat, especially when she started talking about some of her favourite interviews. She was so crazy that she wanted to get me to her where she kept her horses, but Josh had no sense of direction, so the journey lasted four days. <laughs> and sadly, her driver was on some kind of... Um, let's say illegal substance oh, right. had less idea where we were going and eventually Josh and I ended up somewhere in Alabama I think and with people well you know who were kind of half I, I think we know, you know what, you what mean. I mean and so we ended up lost and eventually there was a traffic accident and a cop stuck his head in and said I'm sorry there's been an incident and she said darling what's he driving at, at Chevrolet and thinking it was her husband right and so he said uh, no and she went thank you darling and pushed the button and the window went up into the cop's head and pretty much took his off. That's Ruby Wanks next week on more tales from a very minor celebrity.